helping you take control of your fitness, nutrition, and mindset. This is the KCLR Power Hour with Natalie Lennon. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. You are listening to The Power Hour on Casey Lord. This is Natalie Lennon with you until 7 p.m. chatting through all things fitness, nutrition, mindset, and well-being. A pleasure, as always, to be here with you on this stunning Wednesday evening. A reminder of what exactly The Power Hour here on Casey Lore is about, and that is giving you the tools and inspiration to take control of your health inside and out. It is about giving you the power to maximize the quality of your life and make this world of wellness a little bit less daunting. If you want to get in touch with any questions or thoughts during this evening's show, I would love nothing more than to hear from you. Please do drop me a message on our dinnersready.ie text line 083-306-9696. You can WhatsApp us here too or of course, as always, reach out to me on my Instagram at Natalie Lennon underscore. Now, coming up on this week's Power Hour. We are going to be talking about how you can run faster. If you feel like your running has got to like a steady pace and you want to push it a little bit more, we're going to be speaking about the Mediterranean diet. It's known to be the most healthy, but what are some meal examples? And this evening, we're going to be talking about arthritis. More and more young people are getting diagnosed with arthritis. So we have a very inspirational lady in studio to share her story and how her lifestyle changes have helped her cope with it. We have a very interesting conversation going down about your death row meal. Have you ever thought about it? What meal would you choose if it would be your very last? I gathered some very interesting answers this week and around the Casey Lore studios to share with you. And I'm ready to make a fool of myself once more with our fitness funny. I will be busting some myths and leaving you with your cheer challenge for the week. But first, don't go anywhere. A quick ad break. Have something you want answered? Just let us know. It's the Power Hour Q&A. Now, so the first question in on our Q&A this week, how can I increase my running speed? So this is a very good question. We have touched on it before when we were joined by James Lettingham from Kilkenny City Harriers. But with summer on our doorstep, it is coming more and more into running season. More people are taking it up as a sport again. So I'm just going to recap on some of the tips that we would have mentioned. One piece of advice that James told us when he was in here, which I never forgot, was the 80-20 rule. So only 20% of your runs should be maximal effort when it comes to speed 80% at a more enjoyable easy pace so just working on building your basics you know the length of time you can run or jog for your form and so on now my next tip when it comes to increasing your running speed if you often run at a steady pace start adding in interval training. So this would ideally be the 20% of your runs that we just mentioned. So not them all but just maybe one run a week is going to be the speed interval type. So for example, when doing this run you might run all out like max effort for one minute and then walk for maybe one and a half minutes and repeat this say 10 times. You might do a five minute warm up five minute cool down or you could break that into 30 seconds all out, 30 seconds at rest or just walking slowly and so on. That is the main tip for increasing your speed. And then of course, other points to remember, you know, vary your workouts depending on your goal. If your example, if for example, your goal is a 10 kilometer run, pick a date, make sure you have a program that really sets you up to reach that date 
state. So you might have a long run, a short run, an interval and a strength session every single week until you get there designed by a coach. And running with someone who's faster than you can also be a good push. Okay, moving on to our next question on the Q&A this week. And I loved this one. So this was... The Mediterranean diet is often recommended as the healthiest, but what are some meal examples? And I really was like, oh my gosh, we have spoken about the Mediterranean diet. Honestly, it is often praised as the diet which offers us the greatest health benefits, you know, longevity. We've mentioned it on the show before, but we've really just given you singular food examples rather than meals. And singular food examples are fantastic, but sometimes we need more inspiration than that. So just a quick reminder, the Mediterranean diet. This is a diet which is extremely rich in a variety of veg, different types and colours, fruits, legumes, beans, peas, lentils, whole grains, nuts, seeds, the lot. And then a low to moderate level of dairy, eggs and poultry, very little alcohol, very little red or processed meat and little sugar. When it comes to protein, the Mediterranean diet does put most of the emphasis on plant-based sources. So you can see straight away how it differs to our typical diet. It also focuses a lot on where we source our food. That's worth noting. So is it locally grown? Is it sustainable in how it's produced? And the Mediterranean Mediterranean diet, they focus on how they eat. They often sit down and enjoy a meal together. They cook together, screen-free, so keep that in mind. But now taking all of this into account, please don't see this as a strict suggestion or plan, but just to give you some inspo for your meals, we are going to talk about breakfast to begin with. Three examples. Number one, whole wheat toast with two eggs, avocado and grilled tomato. Or you could have some Greek yogurt, maybe a cup full with seeds, nuts, berries, some cinnamon, maybe low sugar granola, homemade. Or you might have oats with some berries, seeds and peanut butter. You might add in a little bit of protein if you're someone who's going to the gym a lot. Some lunch examples, maybe a salad with tomato, dark green salads, maybe some chickpeas or kidney beans, feta cheese, extra virgin olive oil as a dressing. And if you want extra protein, think about tuna or sardines. An omelette would be another fantastic example of a lunch that would be on point with the Mediterranean diet and perhaps a pita bread with hummus and roasted chicken and salads. And then when it comes to dinner, think about, you know, vegetables such as eggplant, peppers, onions in a tomato-based sauce, maybe with lentils or beans, like a bean chilli, or you could have grilled salmon with some quinoa and roast veg, extra virgin olive oil again, always looking for those healthy fats. Or my final example for you, a chicken breast with some stuffed um, maybe feta, spinach, asparagus, baby tomatoes. So there you have it, some plenty of meal examples that would follow the Mediterranean diet. Now, moving on to the next segment for the show. I mentioned when we introduced the show that we are going to talk about arthritis. And I have a very inspirational lady who came in studio to tell me all about her experience with her diagnosis. Wednesdays from 6pm, the KCLR Power Hour with Natalie Lennon. Now, I am back and joined by PR consultant and broadcaster. She also works with Iconic Media and is the columnist and brand ambassador with the Kilkenny People, an absolute ray of sunshine and positivity. We are here with the inspirational woman that is Siobhan Donoghue. How are you today? Oh my God, Natalie, I don't know what to say after that introduction. <laughs> Thank you. Thank <laughs> you for joining us. Positivity is oozing across the desk from yourself there. <laughs> There's two of us in it. Siobhan, you're very welcome to the 
the Power Hour. It's great to finally meet you. On today's show, we want to bring a little more awareness to what you call an invisible <coughs> illness. Would you mind kicking off the interview first by maybe just sharing a little bit about yourself and your diagnosis? Okay, so I'm Siobhan Donoghue. Um, I work in media, so it's always busy. There's never a quiet day, <laughs> as you know, Natalie. Um but I'm 45 years of age, just turned 45. But when I was 38 years of age, um, I noticed my health was going downhill. And I'd be quite a healthy person anyway. I've been doing Pilates and yoga now for 14 years. Um, uh, but like never really went to the gym, just walking and stuff like that. Yeah. So, but I noticed kind of strength was going and I mightn't be able to carry my briefcase from the car to the office. Okay. And I was losing hair and a rash was coming on my hand. Um, so kind of work was taking a bit of a toll. And so I, uh, I, I, went, I started a new job actually for working for Irish TV. And it was an easier job because I wasn't typing because my joints were hurting me and I didn't know what was wrong. Okay. Uh, so I, I came across this job by accident. They asked me to be the new presenter for Kilkenny County Matters. Um, and I thought, great, because I can hold a microphone and I can just ask questions. I don't yeah. have to type. You know, I can hide my whatever this is because yeah, I was seeing doctors and there wasn't really an answer um, but the, the day I went into the studio and I went to shake hands with my new producer she said to me straight away you have arthritis and you have cirrhotic arthritis by just looking at the rash in my hand on the palm of my hand and I thought this woman is crazy yeah. but it turns out her sister had the exact same thing she lived in Australia um, the exact same symptoms everything we sat down and had a chat so I, you know, I kind of put it at bay. I had a horrible rash in my hand all the time on the palm of my hand. I actually, Natalie, I was thinking it was at the shellac in my nails. I was blaming everything. It's funny, yeah. But you'd never think in a million years that it was going to be arthritis. No. Like a rash on your hand just seems a million miles from a symptom to do it. Yeah, with and, I, and I t- had two young kids, so I thought my hair loss was, you know, uh, post-pregnancy motherhood I thought my anxiety stress all of that uh, was all just part of motherhood Um, so I eventually went to see somebody about it and I got a cancellation appointment to see Professor Fitzgerald here in Kilkenny Uh, he just set up a clinic in Kilkenny I was actually on his waiting list to see him in Dublin in Vincent's privately which was would have taken me a year but I got a cancellation to see him in Kilkenny when he set up in the public hospital and he was a game changer. Um, and, and I tell you how bad it got before I actually went to a doctor. Yeah. And I went pretty soon, considering most people and have pains and aches for a long time. You had been to a few doctors, but they didn't quite diagnose it no, at the time. I tell you what, I was having sore throats. So I, okay. s- I was sent to the nosies and throat specialist down in Arkeen. Oh and I was goodness. having all these different things. So I was sent everywhere about this, you know, back pains, do this. I was sent for a full body MRI, all these things when it was actually my joints and my skin that was being attacked by inflammation. And it got so bad before I actually went to see Professor um, Fitzgerald that I was actually at, God rest his soul, Sue Nunn's husband's funeral and I was standing out in the graveyard and my two friends said to me, Siobhan, you are really sick. You should not be here. My body started coming out in blisters. Like, and I, I, from head to toe. And I remember driving into the GP straight from Inishdeeg and saying, what's wrong with me? This is really weird. And you could literally bust them all. Oh my my skin had just erupted. And he said, oh, You're talking all over or just on your hands? All over my oh body. Oh, my God. It, literally, the inflammation had gone so bad. Um, and I didn't know it was inflammation. What I was told by the GP was, uh, there is a case of hand, foot and mouth disease going around the creches at the moment and you have the adult version of it. <laughs> so go home and let the virus run through your system. 
by Saturday my husband went back to the GP and he said there's something majorly wrong there's nothing wrong I had to quarantine <laughs> um, long before there was ever COVID I was quarantined because for a whole didn't week know what it was or if it was yeah and um, he came and he took the bloods and sent them straight to Kilkenny and waited that day and it came back that I was at a really high level of information and it could be nothing else but arthritis so imagine I was 38 years of age two small kids uh, really good career and going what? How have I I'm got sure this? I'm sure that was a really hard moment when that word was said to you. Yeah, and it didn't really sink in. And yeah. I remember going to yoga that night. Still went to my class. Said, I'm still Siobhan. That's really inspirational. I'm still, still got to do this. Yeah. But no, maybe the next part mightn't be because I remember going to, I always went to the top of the class um, and I'm friends with the teacher and I always went to the top of the class to, and uh, loved my yoga. And that night I my mat was covered in tears. So you know oh, how yoga releases it releases all the emotions, emotions. absolutely. Yeah. My, my mat was wet and, and I was covered in tears and from that day on I stayed at the back of the class. I think I'm still at the back of the class. Oh, but I never stopped doing that. And yeah. and that's one thing that the professor said I had in my corner, my strength that I had done yoga and pilates, my flexibility was great, I was able yeah. to touch my toes, all that. Um and that I was strong and I would get through this. But it was overnight I had to change my lifestyle. Overnight, Siobhan, I can't imagine how much change you had to put into place in your lifestyle, especially with such a busy job, with your family. Mm -hmm. But when you talk about the symptoms, because we really want to raise some awareness about it as well, because it's a lot more common than we think with young people getting diagnosed with arthritis Mm -hmm. at like nowadays did you have psoriasis when you were younger or, no so that only started that was the first symptom on my hand yeah, yeah. on the palm of my hand yeah and I used to wear gloves when I go out and meet people when I was doing the TV show so I could shake their hand and yeah. keep the glove on um, wasn't so simple to do that during the summertime. Um but yeah I had no, no and symptoms and from that moment did your symptoms progress quickly like between when you got your first symptom the rash yeah. on your hand and getting the diagnosis what was okay. that time frame well I'll put it this way Natalie um after my son, my first child was yeah. born, I developed underactive thyroid, which yeah. is an autoimmune disease. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And um, and I think the arthritis was after the second childbirth of my daughter. And it's because, and I did a lot of research on this, and I used the opportunity of working on Irish TV to introduce people, autoimmune specialists and everything. Yeah. And I interviewed Dr. Crowley from Kells here in Kilkenny, who's an expert in it. He's Brilliant. a retired GP now. But he explained to me that... What happens when you get an autoimmune disease? And there's 60 autoimmune diseases out there. Oh, my goodness. Currently, I have three. <laughs> I'm living with three, and they're okay. three chronic diseases. Um, but there's 60 out there, and hope I touch wood, I get no more. But um, he said what's happened is our, our, your body goes into shock, and yeah. your body can go into shock for a couple of reasons. So your immune system turns on itself. So yeah. the good cells it are fighting itself. the good cells, mm-hmm. and mine never turns off. That light switch never turns off. And they're attacking each other all the time. So that's where my inflammation and my autoimmune problems come from. And he, he kind of gave a really simple example. He said, body can go into shock from childbirth, um, which probably happened to me. just triggers things then. Um, from a car crash. And I also had a car crash when I was seven months okay, pregnant. So you were adding up everything. Yeah, I'm adding up this. It, yeah. And then there was, he said, if, you know, dealing with stress like a death in the family, thank God I didn't have that. But all those stress factors, he said, like turns your body, your immune system attacking itself. Yeah. And, you know, your job in media, we don't realise how stressful it can oh. be because we thrive <laughs> off it. But it is a stressful environment. Yeah, you know yourself, you're yes. exhausted oh, when you come back from a gig. You're on a high, but you're exhausted. Exactly. Your bo- the adrenaline is literally running through your veins. That's what's keeping you going. Yeah. Um, but like, and, and also he explained to me, and I said, why are more and more people, younger people getting it? 
uh, and I counted myself young at the age of 38 when I was at, uh, interviewing him and he said it's because our diet is not our same like as it was an orange 60 years ago does not taste like an orange these days absolutely so yeah. I started looking straight away into my my, my head you know, diet. got the, the clap in the back from the professor for doing my exercise. So I continued to that. Yeah. And then I started really looking into my diet. And I am a foodie. So I really... Same I, as myself. I, 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 I like, you know, you, you just love exploring and know more. You never stop learning about food. Um, yeah. And when it comes to, because we've spoken about this on the power before, um, anti-inflammatory foods, mm-hmm. reducing inflammation in the body. And we've touched on, you probably know a little bit about it, the ratio of omega-3s to omega-6s and 9s yes. in the body. So yeah. before you even have a chronic disease, nowadays the level mm-hmm. of inflammation is literally about 20 times more than what it used to be. Yeah. So it's all down to your diet and the lack of anti-inflammatory foods. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that, I suppose, dietary journey that you went on once you got the diagnosis. Um, so do- I went to uh, Linda Murray from Bioga Nutrition. I went to school with Linda and I had heard fantastic referrals about her. So I yeah. went to her and at one stage I had to have an operation um, and I, need- I knew I needed to go off my high meds. Okay. So I wanted to know how I could control it with my diet yeah. to be off my meds for a while. Would I, would I get flare ups and all that? Yeah. And straight away, Linda said, you need to be on more EPA, which is, as you were saying, it's got more omega-3 in it than omega-6. I went on some Patrick Halliford's medication and all that. And I I took a break. I had to take a break um, from my meds uh, because I'm on biotech medication. I inject every week. At the time, I was taking um, a a drug that they use in chemo. So I was on quite high medication. It's called metotrexate and a lot of arthritis arthritis sufferers will know about it but but the way she educated me and the way and the way I started investigating even more I went I know I can just start writing down triggers when there's a flare and you're mm-hmm. you so know when there's a flare going you really do get to know your own body yes. when you finally stop to listen to it but yeah. we just don't stop. no I don't and I think it took me to get sick to be healthier uh, I absolutely know what you mean and I couldn't agree more. I think that's the case with everyone, Siobhan, it's not just you. It mm. takes something going wrong for you to realise yeah. how wrongly you've maybe been treating yeah. your body. And I can, I'm one way it's best in disguise because I'm raring two kids and I'm raring them this way. And my husband has a family of heart disease. Yeah. So okay. we're all eating different. Yeah. And all, now, listen, they, they love their treats and they go, Mum, don't you start making tomato ketchup. <laughs> don't go that far. But um, well, balance is important. Balance is important and I'm a firm believer of 80% wellness and 20% bonus. We have said that here so many times as well. The 80-20 kind of mm-hmm. lifestyle rule is what we live by here. Yeah. So when it came to, I suppose, the the exercise that you had been doing, if I just go back to that, did that change for you? I know you said initially you weren't yeah. in the gym and now... Yeah, I went are? to... Um, it got to a point as well, Natalie, before the medication started working. And, and it does... Like, arthritis Ireland hate me saying this, but you do have to get the right cocktail. I think I think it's just the word cocktail I use. <laughs> I hate me saying it. But you do. You have to get the right cocktail of drugs. So I was on several uh, injections and very high dose of medication to get the information. Because this is, this is a chronic disease you live with where you can stop it in its tracks. Yeah. And you can live with it. Just that process to find out, I suppose, yeah. you know, the yeah. right cocktail. Yeah. I'm sure it was a really tough journey. Um, it was, but what would happen, something would work for a while and then it wouldn't. And okay. then a flare would come, flare up would come on. And to explain what a flare up is, mm-hmm. the exhaustion would hit first. So you just hit a wall. You have no energy. And then you know, oh God, what's coming around the corner? And your joints will literally burn. 
you can feel that burning sensation and you can't move them. Um, you can't move from hip to hip in bed at night time. You can't get yourself out of the bed at night time. Like, I never want to go back there and that's the reason why I eat the way... How long would it last when they come? Oh, it could last for uh, two, three days or a week. Wow. Yeah, okay. depending on how bad it is. Yeah. Um, um, so I, I suppose when it got to its worst point, um, we were at the Dublin Horse Show. We go to it every year. I used to walk every day, days around the place. I couldn't walk from the front entrance to the, the first stand. And um, and I went out for dinner that night and my husband had to cut my food. I just went, I can't even use a knife and fork. That was the lowest point. Um, and we went straight to my consultant the following week and both of us, my husband and I, begged him to just give me a normal quality life back. And he yeah. said, would you go into rehab? Would you go into hospital yeah. for a couple of weeks? I said, I'll do anything. So he sent me to what I call Ireland's best kept secret, Our Lady's Hospice in Harles Cross. And at the back of Our Lady's Hospice, there is a rehab centre for people that live with chronic pain. And the minute I went in there, they took all my medication off me and they just took control. They sent me to lectures about what the medication I was on, the type of different arthritis people have. Like I was one of the lucky ones. I walked in there. There's a lot of ladies that are in wheelchairs and on crutches and are bedridden. Um, But they go in there for respite too. Yeah. And oh my God, it's amazing because like it's... They get you up every morning and they have you in the hydrotherapy pool. They have an OT working with you, teaching you how to pour a kettle, how to drive your car safer, how to lift your shopping bags. I'm sure that was like kind of hitting the reset button on like your relationship with movement. With movement. And what it did was it thought I I felt I was alone. Yeah. And you go in there and everybody else is, you know, there's people worse off than you. Yeah. It really Um, opens up your eyes to how. So, so, um, no, what happened was we, um, they got me on into the hydrotherapy pool every morning. Stuff that they do with like rugby players, like they have injuries. Incredible. That was the exercises they were getting us to do. And they taught me a vital thing. If you feel a flare up or pain coming on, don't lie on the couch with a hot water bottle feeling sorry for yourself. Get up, get up and move. move. And sometimes that. it does get past the point of rescue and you do need to lay up. Yeah, and that's I'm, sh- I'm sure that was like a delicate point for you to try and learn to know yeah. when you're going by that line or whether you need to motivate yourself to get up. Mm-hmm. We're quickly running out of time here, Siobhan. I could really talk to you about this for hours. But before we round it up, can I ask you how you stay motivated? Because you're such a motivated la- lady and like you said, when you get those flare-ups, what's most important usually is getting up and moving. Yeah. Where do you get your motivation from? I'm just, I don't know, I'm just naturally like this. I come from it. a family of strong women. And <laughs> <laughs> um, married into a family of strong women. I have no choice. I know, I don't know. Listen, what's the point in lying there and crying about it? Nothing is going to be solved looking at the ceiling. I love that. But that's exactly why we wanted you here on the Power Hour to like inspire everyone else listening at home that you know don't suffer from chronic illnesses and really struggle to motivate mm. themselves. And then we have you suffering from what you do suffer from, but owning it and sharing your story and spreading awareness Siobhan we're going to have to get you back because I had so much more that I wanted to ask you today (laughs) you're an inspiration to everyone here listening on Casey Laura and Natalie for anyone dealing with any chronic illness if anyone wants to find out more about you or your story or there's anything you want to let the listeners know about today well I get yeah um, well they can follow me on Instagram shivy underscore d Um, and you know am I allowed to give out my number if you are happy to yeah because I get a lot of people I get phone calls every week. Brilliant, People yeah. from all over Ireland going, what should I do? What should I be eating? What should I be drinking? Yeah. Stay away from the barbecue food. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's lovely, but if they charcoal it, don't eat it. Um, but like my phone number is 086-172-7972. 
and that's 086-172-7972. And if anyone wants to talk about it, if they've, you know, I'm really happy to sit down for 15 minutes and have a chat with anyone. Siobhan, you're an absolute angel. Thank you so much for joining us joining us on the Power Hour today. We will hopefully have you back oh, very soon. Thanks, Natalie. Take care. The KCLOR Power Hour with Natalie Lennon. Hello and welcome back, everybody. So next up, I got this idea into my head during the week. To be honest, it's a question I love asking people when I meet them for the first time and they can look at me like I have 10 heads. But I love knowing what someone's death row meal is. Now, I know this sounds a little bit dark, but hear me out. It's quite a fun topic to discuss. I'm obviously a nutritional health coach, but I'm all about balance. So if you knew it was going to be your very, very last meal ever... What would you choose? I went around Carlo in my gym. I went around the Casey Law Studios and I've been asking everyone this week what their death row meal would be. Now, before I let you have a listen, if you have a meal that you want to share with us, please do pop it in to our dinnersready.ie text sign 0833069696. I want all the details. I want all the toppings. I want all the spices. So have a listen. You might be pleasantly surprised by some of our death row meals that came in. Okay, David, what is your death row meal? Big bowl of ramen. Ramen. Can you tell the people what ramen actually is? It's a massive bowl of broth, noodles, and every type of meat with egg and loads of seaweed and vegetables. It's Japanese. Lovely, thank you. Okay, Fionn, your death row meal, what would it be? My death row meal is going to be a honey baby burger from Mad Egg with the cracked fries and a Coke Zero. And now I'm here with Ross. Ross, your death row meal would be? Burger with a lovely side of vegetables, which is going to be sausages. Ooh, and tell me what's on the burger. Like what? Uh, probably apple with cheese, <gasps> bit of ballymaloo reddish, onions, avocado, bacon, streaky bacon though, oh. like the smoked hickory one. Oh, I'm here for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I think you've converted my death row meal choice. Yeah, Wowee, yeah, yeah. salivating. Great one. Okay, so I'm here with the owner of Empower Fitness in Carlo, Liam. Liam, what is your death row meal? I had to think about this a lot earlier, but I'm going with pizza. Pizza? Has to be pizza. What <laughs> toppings on the pizza? This is a very important question. Probably pepperoni, and I'd leave it at that. Half pepperoni, half plain. Okay, so your death row meal, what would it be? Uh, definitely beef burger and chips. Oh, I'm here for it. Any sauce? Loads of sauce. Okay, so now I'm here with Kelly Keane. Kelly, what is your death row meal? Um, definitely chicken satay or egg fried rice. Oh, love it. And what will be your death row dessert? And now I'm with Pat in the sales room. Pat, what would you like to have for your death row meal? A large prime rib from the house of prime rib with mashed potatoes. Oh, that is a very healthy choice. We're here for it. Creamy mash. And now I'm with Christine in the sales room and her death row meal would be? Salt and chilli prawns, stir fried noodles, Salt and chilli chips and a large curry sauce. Oh, wowee. That is a beautiful choice. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I'm here in studio with Shannon Redmond. Shannon, your death row meal. Okay, so I'm going to combine two. Two of my favourite takeaways. We'll allow it. We'll allow it. Okay, so okay. we have to go with a McDonald's because I cannot live without McDonald's. In that first lockdown, my life was over when it closed. Okay? Fair, okay. So McDonald's, chicken nugget meal. The chips have to be extra crispy. But then I'm going to throw... Wait, I'm going to have to separate the plate. They can't be on the same plate, okay? okay. <laughs> so it's just <laughs> We're getting very technical. And we'll have a 
chicken and black bean from a Chinese. Oh, I love a chicken and black bean. Is that noodle based? No, rice. rice. Egg fried rice. Okay, and now I'm here with Brian from the sales room. Brian, your death row meal would be? Spaghetti bolognese. Simple as. Any toppings, anything special? Small bit of cheese, don't go there. Brilliant, we'll take it. And now I'm with Tatiana in studios. Your death row meal, Tatiana, would be? Uh, this is a vegetable stew cooked uh, from aubergines, zucchini, sweet pepper and fresh tomatoes. And you can also add carrot and onion. Uh, so Sounds I could gorgeous. eat it every, every day. Yeah. Brilliant, thank you so much. Okay, and I'm here with Donald from the newsroom. Donald is struggling with this. Your death row meal, or perhaps your favourite? I'm not going to give you a death row meal because that's far too much pressure and too big a decision. But my Friday night meal, probably, if I was left to my own devices, would be a nice ribeye with caramelised onions. Maybe a nice port and red wine jus with a nice Bordeaux. Oh, wow. I'm picking my mouth up off the floor. That was a great selection. Thanks. Now, I'm here with Ashling in studio. Ashling, what would your death row meal be? Natalie, we have spoken so much about this and I've heard everybody else's and I'm like, oh my goodness, what is mine? Definitely prawn-based, as I said. So I think I'm going to go prawn, like a prawn pasta, maybe a bit of garlic bread on the side and a freezing cold glass of Prosecco. Oh, Prosecco, a bit of bubbles in there. I like... With something bubbly, you know? <laughs> Turn of events. I love that. Great answer. Now, Natalie, you have asked so many people what their death row meal is. I want to know, what is yours? Ashing, this is so difficult because I was so set on one meal and now that I've heard everyone else's, I'm changing my mind. So, okay, I was set on a good pad thai. Yeah. You know, chicken and prawns. I got one in a Roy in Kilkenny before it. and it would probably be that. But I'm hearing so much about takeaways. I do love a good battered sweet and sour prawn. As a nutritional health coach, I feel like I shouldn't be putting that out there. <laughs> but I do. So I think I'm changing my mind. Battered sweet and sour prawn. Love it. Sounds delicious. <laughs> We're all starving now after listening to this. Wednesdays from 6pm The KCLR Power Hour With Natalie Lennon Well, how are we doing? Are you all starving after listening to our death row meal special here on the Power Hour in KCLR? Uh, You might have heard I was asking some people their favourite dessert or their death row dessert as well and if you're having a death row meal you have to add in a dessert Mine would have to be a sticky toffee pudding or a, a decent brownie, like one that's kind of stodgy with some melted bits in between and like a big dollop of ice cream on top. It was so much fun asking everyone their death row meal. I also asked my Instagram followers and some of the most popular ones coming in, pizza, pepperoni pizza, spicy chicken wings. We have a medium rare with chim curry sauce and Brussels sprout steak. We have someone looking for their Nana's mac and cheese because it brings back childhood nostalgia, which is lovely. A veggie pizza. We have Food linguine. It's just so interesting seeing how many different varieties of meals come in for your very last one. Calamari also being a big hit. Okay, now I'm going to move to a song. We have Hudson Taylor. This is You, Me, Myself. And don't forget that they are coming to Kilkenny this summer to the Ballykeith Amphitheatre. <laughs> Well, but 
then it all can feel so vague. So I look to my left, and I look to my right. I can see there's no way out of here. Those misconceptions, the Power Hour One Minute Myth Bust. Now, the myth that we are busting this week. Now, it is often put out there that a gluten-free diet is healthier. And the truth is that this is not the case. It is only true for people who have celiac disease, a gluten sensitivity or other gluten-related disorders. I was with someone during the week who does avoid gluten, so this is what put it in my mind to put this out here on the Power Hour because often a lot of people think gluten-free is healthier. When you see it on a package or on a food, it doesn't necessarily mean that it is the healthier choice. So look at it this way. If someone whose diet contains loads of bread and passes and cookies... If they switch to a gluten-free diet and like eliminate these foods and bring in more fruit and veg and, you know, healthy gluten-free foods, well then that is closer to the Mediterranean diet and then their diet will be healthier. 
But on the other hand, the same person could easily substitute in gluten-free bread, gluten-free pasta, gluten-free cookies and not increase the intake of any veg or fruit or other healthy gluten-free foods that we mentioned. And in this case, the person will have like a reduction in their diet quality because many gluten-free processed foods are lower in fibre, vitamins and minerals. So you only need to think about gluten-free choices if you have a gluten sensitivity or celiac disease. Now, a quick ad break before back with our Fitness Funny. The Power Hour Fitness Funny. Now, over the last two weeks, I've switched up my Fitness Funny and I've been bringing you some jokes that you can bring to your next party. So we're going to go straight in with the first one. I have Ashing again looking at me across the studio like I have 10 heads. So Ashing recently, I stopped going to the gym. It felt like a huge weight had been lifted off me. <laughs> Why have you never heard of a haunted gym? No, the ghosts are exercising themselves. <laughs> now this one, this one is a good one. Okay. How do you get to the gym at Hogwarts? You find the dumbbell door. <laughs> I love that. Okay, but seriously, <clears throat> on a serious note, why don't teddy bears go to the gym? No, they don't want to get ripped. <laughs> I thought that deserved a better sound, but okay. Moving on to our last one before we get Mr. Own Carey into the studio to tell us about his death row meal. Why don't cows skip leg day? Because they care about their calves. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Okay, now I'm going to have the incredible Mr. Own Carey join us here in studio before his fully loaded show starts at seven because I did not get to ask him earlier on what his death row meal was going to be. And I believe he will have a very insightful choice for us. So he's just getting set up here and then he's going to let us know. I hope you had a think at home about what your death row meal might be. I'm sure there was maybe arguments going on in the kitchen or in the car between families. Hope we haven't split up any relationships at home. Now, Mr. Owen is in the building. Owen, how are you keeping? Natalie, it's lovely to be talking to you on your programme. It is great to have you in studio. Thank you for inviting me in. I'm delighted to have you here. So I believe you would like to share with us your death row meal choice. Oh, I think it's a great question. I've been thinking so deeply about this. Myself and and Donald have also been trying to figure out what we've done to end up there in the first place, but maybe that's a conversation (laughs) for another day. But, you know, I've been thinking, it has to be the spice bag. It it has has to be a classic. A classic. Because I, I know its reputation, but it's so good. And when you think about it, it is your last meal anyway. So, you know, so it's, a spice it's the ultimate. It's the ultimate. It's the penultimate. Can I tell you? I have a confession. Yeah. I've never had a spice pack. I'm shocked. Should I just I'm let myself so out? Shocked. Mind you, I'm not totally surprised. So, look, for those, for those KCR listeners that have also not had a spice bag, what exactly is it? It's not a bag of spices. It's it's not a bag of spices. The spices are part of it. The spices are part of it, and I'm I'm convinced it's paprika. I'm really convinced it's, pap- okay. it's paprika. But it's basically very very simple: chips and sort of you know this salted chili shredded chicken. Oh yes, so love good. love that. So I did and then have, throw the spices on it. Okay, I did have a variety one. I think down in Dingle, it was like a fish box. Um, spice bag of some kind and it was fabulous and come here if you had to go for like a death row dessert or are you a dessert man um, I, 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 when it comes to ice cream yes okay yeah so it would be ice cream flavour uh, honeycomb oh I 
I wasn't yeah. expecting that. Really? Lovely little twist. Yeah, yeah. no, honestly. Oh, oh, I can't get enough honeycomb ice cream. There's not enough places I can find it. Oh, well, I will make it my duty to find you a good honeycomb ice cream. My favourite flavour ice cream will be Kinder Bueno. I'm Ooh. Kinder Bueno everything. That is really, really nice. Yeah, it's a good one. But I'm starting to feel the guilt now. So how do you help me when I feel the guilt? Oh, there's no guilt because it's your death row meal. Oh yeah, I forgot. Do you know? <laughs> you're you're gone after, so there is no guilt. I'm one of those that oh. still feel guilt anyway, probably. But ah, yeah. listen, it's all about balance, and that is something we do try and promote here on the Power Hour. It is a health and well-being show, but it is good to promote this element of balance. Oh, and thanks very much for coming in studio. Before we let everyone go, I'm going to move on to our cheer challenge for the week. So last week we asked you to try a new herbal tea. Did you do so? I hope you did. One that I recommended that's really popular is peppermint. Peppermint tea is fantastic to aid digestion. I've been drinking a lot of lemon and ginger tea over the last few days because some of you may have known I was at Wellfest last week and I was shouting and screaming at the top of my lungs, teaching a dance class with Don King, who we also had in studio here before. So they were my two teas of the week that I tried. And now this week, the cheer challenge that I have for you, which I give you every week on the Power Hour, that is supposed to bring up your mood if you're feeling low and I guarantee you it will if you try them it is take a mindful moment daily now we have spoken about mindfulness plenty of times here before so what is a mindful moment well basically it involves maintaining a moment by moment awareness that's how we're going to phrase it of your thoughts your feelings your bodily sensations surrounding environment in a gentle and understanding way now this might sound a little bit kind of airy fairy but if you just take a moment take a minute At some point this week, maybe every single day, whether it's when you're sipping your tea and you decide to put the phone down and just kind of go inward, which sounds like I'm a yoga instructor and I'm not, but you know what I mean. Maybe sitting in your car, take a minute before you turn the keys in the ignition to just have that mindful moment. Or when you're on your walk, often I'm out going for a walk and I'm just, I'm not even present. I'm just walking and going through the motions. Take a moment to listen to the surrounding sounds. Take a moment to breathe in the fresh air, to notice the sun as it's coming through the trees maybe you will take a moment when you're having a meal to actually put down the phone I am a devil on my own rest enemy when it comes to screen time and having meals especially when you live on your own I'm like oh sure I'll put on Netflix when I'm having my dinner but take a moment to just be present and taste every single ingredient or the paprika in your spice bag if that's what you're getting like Owen had said (laughs) or maybe it's the, the pieces of honeycomb in your ice cream whatever it is try to have a few more mindful moments this week and remember that almost all mindful moments will involve a deep, deep, calming breath, a long inhale and a long exhale. I recently went for a pizza balance with a friend of mine during the week and we were both feeling a bit anxious before we went into the loud restaurant and we actually done some meditation before we went for pizza. Can you believe it? So that is what I would recommend you do this week. Guys, thanks for joining me on the Power Hour tonight. I hope you enjoyed our show. Up next, we have Owen Carey with Fully Loaded. Have a lovely evening.